They've been one of the best teams in the WNBA for the last two seasons, but the Las Vegas Aces don't have any titles to show for it. They're hoping to remedy that this year, and they had an offseason of a ton of changes. The next is Matthew Walter is here to talk all about the Las Vegas Aces as we finish our WNBA season previews. This is the Locked On Women's Basketball Podcast brought to you by the next. Let's go. You are Locked On Women's Basketball. Your daily podcast on women's basketball. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. And welcome. This is Alex Simon stepping in here for Howard Begdahl on the Locked On Women's Basketball Podcast as part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Howard, you know, he works so hard. And look, he's a Mets fan. He's had an absolutely enjoyable weekend. He got to watch the Mets throw their second ever no-hitter, the second of a lifetime. You never know when you'll see him again if you're a Mets fan. So I'm happy to step in here on Monday, May 2nd, and give him a little bit of a breather. And joining me is Matthew Walter, our Aces reporter. Matthew, thanks for tagging in and uh, taking the uh, split no-hitter with me to let Howard kind of get a breather after his big one. Yeah, absolutely. I think, you know, we're more than happy to split it up and make it work, but he's he's our Johan Santana, so we let him take a break. He doesn't need to pitch every day of the week. He, he has thrown 175 pitches in a single outing on many occasions for the next Howard has. So, yeah, we'll, we'll make sure this is a bullpen game. We all can handle it that way. So, But that's enough Mets talk because, you know, if you are a Mets fan in New York, one of the easiest things you can do almost any day in New York City is catch a flight to Las Vegas and come check out the Aces. So we're going to talk some Aces, Matt. And you have not covered this team before, but as you've gotten ready for this season, what have you kind of learned in looking back at what the aces have been even the last two years, but especially with how their last season ended. You know, I've learned that uh, this is a team that is really hungry. It's a, a core roster that's really hungry, but they knew coming into this off season, they needed to make some changes, right? They were playing a little bit old style brand of basketball with Lam- Bill Lambier as their coach. They had two real bigs down low, which makes sense for his style of, of who he was as a player, but they needed to sort of trans, you know, to become a new different team, a team that's more like, you know, today's NBA and WNBA, more three-point shooting, more spacing the floor. And that's why not only did they, you know, let some people go like a Liz Cambage, but they also made a coaching change and brought in someone who's a legend, not only of their franchise, but of the WNBA and Becky Hammond. I was going to say, this was the coaching change that nobody saw coming because in part, nobody knew that it was even a possibility. You know, we had two coaching staff turnovers happen on the same day in December where both the Liberty and the Mercury announced that they were not going to have their head coaching head coaches return. And the coaching opening that ended up being hired first was neither of them. It was the aces who pulled the rabbit out of the hat, if you will, and said, oh, by the way, Becky Hammond's our coach now. I think that kind of stunning move still is going to send shockwaves the moment she's coaching a game for the first time here come this weekend, isn't it? Yeah, and I even asked her today after their um, preseason game against Minnesota, just what was you know what was coaching like, and she said, uh, you know, the one difference was you guys do your national anthem at a different time. So I almost missed coming out on the floor to start the game. So you know, it's going to take some time for her. She said, you know, just getting in that rhythm, you know, getting the players on the floor was really big for them today. But just for her to get into that rhythm of being a coach and calling timeouts and having officials was really good. And I think you know maybe the first five or six games it'll still be kind of new for her and then by the time we get to the all-star break she'll just be a natural born 
part of the coaching world of the WNBA. Now, look, and Hammond has head coaching experience herself. It's just not necessarily at this level. She's been the head coach for the San Antonio Spurs' G League team. She's even stepped in to replace Greg Popovich when he's been ejected when she was an assistant with the Spurs. So she has been that person. But to be that person with essentially the best athletes in the world coaching this WNBA team with the Aces, it's definitely going to be a spotlight-inducing moment, particularly because of the fact that she is making, according to her owner, Mark Davis, who has said this publicly, a million dollars to coach. That is a big deal, and the spotlight's going to shine very brightly on her because of it. Yeah, and I think a lot of that has to do with Mark Davis, right? He took over this Aces franchise and has completely changed things. I think, you know, bringing in someone as the highest paid coach in Becky Hammond and really just sort of like saying to her and obviously hiring Natalie Williams, like, hey, we're going to take former WNBA stars and bring them in and we're going to make them sort of in charge of our franchise. And it's really worked. I mean, I think in, in the short span that they've you know been in charge, Natalie Williams has had one draft and made a very big change in terms of the draft capital that they had and making a trade with Minnesota. But I think it's something where Mark Davis is investing in women's sports and you see it. And while the spotlight's on her, I think she's ready for it. Like she's talked about how much this was the right spot for her. And she knew she wasn't going to go anywhere and be a head coach if it wasn't the right move for Becky. And and she has admitted like, this is the right spot for me. This is where I want to be. And I think it's going to have a majorly positive effect on Las Vegas. And look, He's putting his money where his mouth is, not just with coaching Becky, with bringing in Becky Hammond as a coach, I should say. He is also putting money into a practice facility that is expected to be opening up sometime this spring. That is a 40,000 square foot facility just next to where the Raiders practice. But for the Aces to have their own facility that way, it, money talks, especially if you talk the talk, that's fine. But are you walking the walk? Mark Davis certainly seems to be that way. And you bring up an interesting point in bringing Becky in somebody who has no WNBA experience, even if she's been a coach in the NBA, they've built quite the assemblage of very talented people and very talented talent evaluators around Becky to help her in the WNBA sense. You mentioned Natalie Williams, Nikki Fargus has been the president. They've even brought in former San Francisco head coach that I believe you know decently well, Matthew and Jennifer AZ. So there's a lot of WNBA minds right now assembled in Las Vegas to help them kind of look into this organization. And as much turnover as that has been, I have to imagine that's a pretty exciting type of turnover that you would be getting in Vegas, not necessarily because we were doing bad, but we're trying to build something that's been really good into something that's not just great, but, you know, world-class. Yeah. And if you talk to the players throughout this training camp and this offseason, they've raved just how much freedom, how much space, just the kind of things that Becky is doing with them, giving them opportunities to play a different style of basketball, you know, trying to get their opinion on how things are, are being done. You know, she asks, Asia Wilson, she asked Erica Ham, she asked Kelsey Plum, hey, what do you think of this? Hey, you know, I like this idea. Do you guys think this is the right way for us to go? And they've said, like, they're just so excited to be playing in this offense and with her to be coaching them. And even the rookies are just so, not starstruck, but just so excited to be playing for someone who is a star and a, someone who is in the Hall of Fame for the WNBA. I think she's going to help bring out the best, not only in her players, but just everybody around the franchise and bring real excitement to this franchise. Now, there's been plenty of moves in the offseason that we can still get into to kind of set up what this team looks like as we get ready for the summer. But if you know that summer is coming, you're going to need some food on the go. And that's why Built Bars are the perfect snack to take with you on family vacations. 
You can throw them in your bag or in your kid's backpack. You can even squeeze some of them into your pockets. Make sure that everybody has a bar so you're fueled for your summer adventures. And get this, most Built Bars contain only 130 calories, 4 grams of sugar, 4 net carbs, and 17 grams of protein. If you compare that to a usual candy bar, those are like 240 calories, 30 grams of sugar, dozens of net carbs. That's why you got to go with Built Bars. And you can, thanks to the Locked On Network, go to Built.com and use promo code LOCKED15 to get 15% off your order. That's promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at Built.com. Speaking of built, this Aces roster here is built to be a contender, I think, personally, hot take time, better than they were last year when they were the number two seed in the WNBA. I think the Liz Cambage move for as much as she is an immensely talented player who I think still will be one of the best basketball players in the world, we kind of saw this Aces team without Liz in 2020 playing Asia Wilson at the five. And I think that ends up maybe being the best fit for Asia Wilson. Matt, what do you think? Am I, am I crazy here? Not at all. And even in today's preseason game, right? If you look at the starting lineup, Asia Wilson played the five. And if you look at her career, right, she's played next to either Carolyn swords or Liz Cambage or Kia Stokes. But now I think she's going to get a real opportunity to start right there at the five spot. They're going to probably play Jerrica Hamby and start her at the four. And then it's a space, you know, we're going to space the floor around, Asia Wilson and Asia Wilson talked about it. The spacing of this new offense that they have that Becky Hammond is putting in is all about giving shooters space and giving her space in the paint. And I think with the people around her, like Kelsey Plum, like Jackie Young, like the Erica Hamby, like Laquana Williams, like Chelsea Gray, the sort of core of veterans that they have, it's going to give her even more space to attack the paint, attack the basket. They may be a little short sized when it comes to rebounding. And that's something Becky Hammond has also talked about, but offensively is where I think they're going to really thrive. And yes, they were number one in points per game last year in the WNBA and number one in pace. I might even say that that'll go up, that they're going to be a faster team, that they're going to score more points. They took 23 threes in today's preseason game and they made nine or 10 of them. They got to the free throw line 30 plus times in that game. So if you want to talk about an offense that gets to the paint or shoots threes, that's what they're going to do. Well, you can't go up from being first, but I guess you can make that number that you have within being first just grow bigger and bigger. And I think that's what this Aces team does. And you mentioned three-point shooting. We're recording this Sunday night here with the Lockdown Women's Basketball Podcast. You've said today a couple of times, and I want to point out, the Aces did play one of their, I think their only preseason game, if I'm not mistaken, up in Minneapolis against the Lynx today. And in that game, the Aces shot 13 three-pointers in the first half. Matt, do you know how many three-pointers that aces averaged per game last season if i'm not mistaken it's somewhere in the 13 to 15 threes yeah. attempted per game range Chantel jennings over at the athletic was there in person and made this point out the 13 in the first half is just half of a three-point less than their average from last season per game at 13.5 they are going to shoot that outside shot a lot more this season and the 23 that they did shoot was a ace since they moved to las vegas franchise record for more threes attempted in a game in that one game, just in a preseason game. So imagine once they get playing games and Oh, by the way, Chelsea Graham and Quana Williams, two of their better outside shooters didn't play today. So add yeah. those people back into the roster, shooting more threes on top of it. And now look, it's a preseason game. And I believe if you were telling me correctly, basically none of the starters played almost at all in the second half. So that first half to me though, is the side where it's extremely indicative where even the players who are going to be a part of this biggest team that are going to be a key are already implementing a much different style of basketball than what we had seen from them. 
And for as much as, yes, bringing Hammond in in the way that they did is going to bring a lot of attention and spotlight, it's definitely a team that felt like there was a lot of areas where they could maximize their talent. For as much as it is a luxury to be able to bring Kelsey Plum and Dierica Hamby off the bench the way that they have, you kind of would love to be able to start them too. And even if they're closing lineups, if you can play them just those couple extra minutes that you maybe don't otherwise get, that can make you a superstar level team. And for as much as they are a team that will have less overall talent because Liz Campage is unbelievably talented and raises the floor of your roster. She can win you games all by herself. I actually think this is a team that may be kind of improved by detracting in that regard. Yeah, and you said a hot take, Cambage, the A's are better without her. My hot take is at the All-Star break, we're going to be talking about as Kelsey Plum as an MVP candidate. because Wait, Kelsey- hold on, hold on, hold on. You said MVP? MVP candidate, and I'll tell you why. Kelsey Ooh. Plum has come into camp in the best shape of her career. Kelsey Plum had 16 points in the first half of their preseason game. Kelsey Plum is going to baseball cliches right here. Best shape of our life. Howard's going to be so happy to hear baseball again. Kelsey Plum is not going to be coming off the bench anymore. I I mean, I asked her after the game, you know, you're playing really well. Every, every veteran on the team that I've talked to has just raved about how different Kelsey Plum looks, how she's got this different sort of mentality this year. She really, really wants to win. And not only the veterans, the rookies have said the same thing. And I think, if you look at it, Kelsey Plum will be in the starting lineup and get to shoot the ball a lot. I think Becky Hammond realized having Kelsey Plum buried on the bench is not what is going to be successful with this team. And she's the perfect kind of person to run a Becky Hammond offense. And right now with Chelsea Gray and Raquana Williams sideline with some smaller injuries, Kelsey Plum got to play the point guard. So on top of her 16 points a day, she had five assists. And that's in what? probably like 24 minutes. I was going to say 20 something, very like just barely over 20 minutes. So and yeah, had 10 of her 16 points in the first quarter alone. So it, her starting would be such a fascinating thing because for as much as, you know, she was playing a ton of minutes, she was closing many games for Vegas, but they were a very, a team that was kind of living in luxury. If you will, they had seven players who you could say were legitimately like starting slash closing level players on their team. You can only play five of them at a time. Now, Cambage is gone, but they still have, you said Williams, they still have Gray. They still have and really like Jackie Young, in addition to Hamby and Wilson, who I expect to kind of be there to post most often than not. And that's a very stretchy post there. They've also added, I think, some very intriguing pieces in the draft, let alone kind of they've brought back Kia Stokes to maybe be that center who can go, you know, occasionally give Asia a breather or have Asia bump back to the floor and be the big, you know, banging in there with some of the taller and stronger players to not wear Asia down. But what did you think of their draft and kind of the pieces they were able to add to supplement that core six that they have around them with the draft? Yeah. So I know we all love draft grades and I would have given them, and I I know I'm the beat reporter, but I would have given them an A. I think they went out and they said, okay, you know, what do we need to do to back up our stars, but also allow us to develop people for the future? So the first thing they realized was we need to, well, they, a she, Becky Hammond wants to shoot more threes. So let's go get a post player who also shot 40% from the field. And that's Maya Hollinshed. And she's the kind of player who I think fits really well as a backup four to Hamby, or if they want to go small ball, a backup five. And but Becky Hammond even mentioned, we may play her as a really big three at some point, if we want to go really big. And the fact that Maya Hollinshed is an incredible defender and can shoot the ball really well, that's a bonus. Okay, we need another wing because our only one is Jackie Young. Why don't we go get super versatile Kirsten Bell, who made some threes in their game today, got the start actually 
as well for the Aces today in in the preseason game and can score at every level and can do a lot of different things. And, oh, by the way, she's six feet, six foot one. We need more shooting. Asia Shepard. Asia Shepard, who played probably the second most minutes off the bench today for the Aces, and she was like a late second-round pick. Every veteran I've talked to, how impressed they've been with Asia Shepard's process, how she looks at things, trying to get better, how she looks at, you know, keeping her body in the right shape and playing the game the right way. Oh, and by the way, she hit two threes today for the Aces as well. And so I think those are the kind of players who are going to fit in really nicely. And I even talked about Kayla Pointer, who is probably battling with Sydney Colson for the backup point guard spot and are two very similar players. And just whether Kayla Pointer or Sydney Colson ends up being that backup point guard to Chelsea Gray, it, it just, you know, the, the four sort of core rookies that they have have been really, really, important and valuable and all sort of fit a backup role that they need and allow them to get younger because they were one of the more veteran slash older teams in the league last year. See, the funny part is you said, you know, I'm the beat writer, but I'm giving it an A. And I would say, you know, folly to you because A is undergrading them. I have them as an A plus draft. I think you've explained really well why. The one thing to hammer home, Hollingshed was an elite level defender in the Pac-12. Granted, this is an elite level defender at the college game. So how that translates to the pro level is going to be interesting. But this is an incredibly rangy and versatile post player who has the quickness and capability to handle all the things you need to be able to pick her at eight where they were in addition to how perfectly she fits into being a stretch four, which they desperately needed. But the defensive capabilities that she has, I could see her earning her way into closing minutes at different times. I think picking Hollandshed, picking Bell, who's a big wing that allows them to continue to be sized, and also especially on a team that otherwise has a few players who you would otherwise say are undersized as guards, to have Bell be able to throw in as a bigger wing player just allows them to continue to build up that depth. There's certainly a team across the board that's going to be a slight bit smaller than some of their opponents that they might see. They're certainly going to be smaller than Phoenix to that extent in terms of how they match up. I don't think it's that big of an issue, especially with the way that they've built this roster, though. Yeah, and Becky Hammond's talk about it, um, that rebounding is really going to be the key for them. And that if they, you know, can rebound the ball, which, you know, Asia Wilson is one of the best rebounders in our game. And Dierga Hamby is not, you know, she's a tall 6'3 at that four spot now. They're not offensively the kind of bruisers and, and paint players that you see in a Brittany Griner in a Liz Cambage, but they still can rebound the ball. And, and a Jackie Young, who I think, you know, we don't talk about Jackie Young enough. She was MVP of the Australian League. That's a huge bonus for her, something that I think will give her a lot of confidence coming into the season. And she talked about it. She tried to be way more vocal when she was playing over in Australia. She really enjoyed it. She got to play with former college teammate Marina Mabry. And I think Jackie Young is sort of this X factor for this team because she's not a big scorer, but she does a lot of the little things. She gets steals. She gets assists. She's got great size and length you know, on the defensive end. So I think, you know, rebounding is going to be the big key, but they have the right players and it's just getting it done on the glass, even though they at times may be an undersized team. Undersized, but that means they can just keep being quick and keep shooting those threes. And that tends to be the key to success nowadays. And especially if you think that success is going to take them to the mountaintop, do I have the place for you to go? Because bet online is your number one source for all of your betting stats and sports info. You can check out all the latest sports development. We just had the NFL draft. There's the NBA playoffs are into the second round. Major League Baseball is about a month into the season. The NHL playoffs, they're about to start. And the thing that I love about Bet Online is they have WNBA odds. You can go right now, 
You can check out where the odds have the aces and every other team in terms of how likely you are to think that they're going to win a WNBA championship. And you can see if you believe in the aces, you can put your money where your belief is over at bet online, bet online where the game starts. Now where Vegas gets to start their season, Matthew is right where they finished, which is facing the Phoenix Mercury. I imagine that they're, is not too much hype being made of a regular season opener because most teams that are professional aren't going to go crazy over a regular season game. But I would imagine there's a little bit of extra juice coming out of the aces over this specific opening game. Isn't there? Yeah, I think so. And I think it's also the fact that it's Becky Hammond's first official game coaching and the fact that they open not only with Phoenix on the road, but then two days later they host Seattle. So they're playing two of the West sort of star teams, if you will, in their first two games. So if nothing else, this is a real test for the Aces to see what are we going to show in this Becky Hammond first year, first couple of games against some of the best teams on you know our side of, of the country. Can we go out there and put you know our best foot forward and start off on the right, in the right space? Oh, and by the way, we're playing the team that knocked us out of the final out of the comp playoffs last year. So I think, you know, they're from the finals and hosting game one of the finals had they won that game five. Exactly. And I think they're, you know, everybody, all the veterans I've talked to have just talked so much about, you know, we're really hungry. We've been so close, so close. And I think, you know, this new coaching staff and this group of people, we're in the right space to do it. And, you know, they're got, they have the talent, right? They've never, the talent has never been a question. It's just been, can they just get enough execution and get that elusive first ring? And this is a team that I truly believe has all the right pieces. And the addition of Becky Hammond may be what pushes them over the top and just running a different style of offense. Because if you look at them in today's, and I know it was a preseason game, but that first half, they looked like a well-oiled machine for having never run this offense up and until what, two weeks ago, a week and a half ago in training camp. And I think that makes them ever more dangerous. The only thing right now that's a concern is that their starting point guard from last year and their starting shooting guard are both having small nagging injuries. Becky Hammond said probably one of them plays on Friday against Phoenix. She didn't know, say which one, but right now it looks like just maybe one of uh, Chelsea Gray and Raquan Williams will play opening night at Phoenix. So that was your, your jumping. The next question I was going to ask, which is the caveat that every team always has, no matter how good they look is health. And even for as much as I believe every single member of this ACES team is here already and not playing overseas. The health is always the big question by kind of letting Liz walk and not really replacing her with a superstar level player. They've kind of cut into what you would call their floor depth. The players who can help them be the talented team every single game night in and night out. Even if it means you maybe have a better ceiling by doing that. What I guess is the status, if you will, of, those two players, it sounds like the aces are being very coy in terms of who is going to be the one that could play if one or both can play by Friday. Yeah. So uh, both of them are dealing with like lower extremity issues, one an ankle and one a foot. I will Mm -hmm. note that uh, Kia Stokes is finishing up in Turkey with Fenerbahce. So she probably won't be back. Like a lot of these teams that play in the Turkish league, their league is going extra long right now. So she may not be back for a couple of weeks, which is, I think, part of the reason why Nancy Mulkey is still on the roster at this moment because they need size. They need a big to back up. And Nancy Mulkey is six foot nine. Like she's, you can't ask for a bigger person. But I think you sort of talked, touched on this point. They have six players who have been in this, you know, in, were in part of the core last year and they're all really good. But after that, it's rookies. It's 
you know, Teresa Plaisance is on the roster, but she just got here from Spain. Kia Stokes played with them, got signed halfway through the year, but she's not back yet. And all their backups right now and all the people that came off the bench today were rookies. It wasn't any veterans other than Sidney Colson who came off the bench today in their preseason game were rookies. So the rookies at the beginning of the year are going to have to play a little bit of a bigger role and sort of be pushed in the deep end coming off the bench. And then once, you know, Kia Stokes come back and Teresa Plaisance, who's only been back about two or three days, gets un- under her, her legs under her and ready to run in this Becky Hammond offense, we may see some more veterans. And like I said, that, you know, backup point guard spot right now is a battle between rookie Caleb Pointer and a veteran in Sidney Colson. So right. whether they want to go with a more veteran look and, and – Go with Colson. We'll we'll have to see here as the week winds down as we get close to you know having to make those cuts. But they're going to rely a lot on the rookies coming off the bench to play big minutes early in the year. Now, I would be remiss, and maybe we can have this as the final question. You said Kelsey Plum is going to be an MVP candidate this season, but the Aces do have an MVP already on their roster, and I feel like no matter what, the buck kind of stops with Asia, and if Asia plays as well as she's capable of, where can this team go specifically tied to Asia in particular, Matt? So I wouldn't be stunned if Asia has the best season of her career, which I then would make her an MVP candidate as well. And I think this team is set up to, you know, with the way this new offense looks and something that I will be writing about is what does this new offense and what Becky Ham is bringing going to look like after a couple of games of watching, Um, you know, I think Asia can have her best season. And the reason is the pain is empty. Right. Mm-hmm. When they were playing under Bill and Beer, it was her and Cambage or her and Stokes in that painted area. Well, now they're playing four round one. So if they, somebody doubles, Asia is a smart enough player to kick it out. And all those four other players on the perimeter can shoot the three. And Becky's telling them, if you're open, you have the green light. I don't care what your name is. You're going to shoot the ball because that's what she wants them to do. And that's why they took 23 threes today. But they made nine of them. So they shot almost 40 percent from downtown. And oh, by the way, they shot 30 plus free throws. So I think that will allow Asia to have way more space. She wasn't the most efficient today, but she was also playing against Sylvia Fowles for a lot of the game. So that's a tough matchup for Asia just with the size and how much veteranship Sylvia Fowles has on the floor. But I think Asia is going to have one of her best seasons, mostly because there's not anyone else in her way of scoring. And if there is, somebody's going to be open on the perimeter to shoot a three, and that's going to allow her to get assists. Her biggest thing, like I said, is is going to be rebounding. It's can you go in there and be the five, even though you're not the biggest five, and can you – not get in foul trouble and then can you box out and get a rebound so we can start running in transition and scoring on offense because I think this team you know they're not to say they're going to be deficient on defense but this team is going to be led by its offense and it will certainly come down to Asia whether they do extremely well whether they win a title or fall short the focus is going to not just be on the head coach but on that superstar from South Carolina because of the way that they've set up this roster well Matthew thank you so much where can the people find you and your work if they want to read about what you're covering, saying about the aces this season. So all of my work is on the next hoops.com. And if you want to follow me on Twitter, it's mostly tweeting about the aces and West coast basketball. There may be random Bay area sports tweets thrown in there as well. You can follow me on Twitter at Matthew Walter 96. Matthew, thank you so much. This has been Alex Simon kind of stepping in for a little relief outing for Howard Megal here of the Bay Area News Group. You can follow me at Alex Simon Sports. Thank you guys so much. And we cannot wait for Friday night and the start of this WNBA season to begin here at the Locked On Women's Basketball Podcast.